This episode of Talking About Practice is made possible by Homes for Gnomes. Because every year, too many gnomes go without a home, but every gnome wants a place to call a home. And if you have a home where you can give a gnome a place to stand to welcome everyone to your home, then you should help a gnome and give it a home. So don't let any gnomes go without a home any longer. Visit www.homesfornomes who don't have a home to go home to.com and get your gnome today. Because every home deserves a gnome and every gnome wants a home. And if you can give a gnome a home, your home will be better off for it. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. What's good, everybody? TBP, back with another pod. You know the fucking drill. Your man, Jarrell. I got my co-creator, partner in crime, Derek Isomacki. Yo, what's good, party people? It's good to be back. We took last week off. Um, schedules wouldn't permit us to... Uh, we wanted to go to dinner, let's be honest. We wanted yeah, to go yeah. out to dinner. <laughs> and uh, dinner got in the way of uh, potting, which happens. It know. does, yeah. But um, it was a good dinner. It was a great dinner. Shout out to the Drunken Dumpling and Chico. If you haven't been, you should absolutely go check it out. I am not going to lie. First of all, I forgot where we went to dinner. So I'm glad you built <laughs> that in right there. So I was like, where the fuck did we go to dinner last week? That's right. The Drunken Dumpling with our boy Juan. Um, yep, yep. And that is, yeah, that was truly a remarkable place. Uh, I'm glad uh, you had been raving about that place for quite some time. So it's about that moment that I went in there and actually yeah. participated in it myself and was not disappointed anyway. So again... Uh, Drunken Dumpling, if you have a chance to go there and you're in Chico, Northern California whatsoever, head there. You get, Yeah, you should absolutely check it out. So when we were off air, we were talking about, the, I don't know how we got on the topic, but um, the price of drugs and video games has stayed relatively the same with very little inflation over the years. Now, I would say with weed, it's changed up a lot just because the laws have changed with it. Yeah. Know? I mean, it's kind of weird. Has gone, it used to be way up back when we when I first started smoking. Now, it's gone way down for me being here in Chico, California. But you go into a club, it's like back up to those old prices I'm used to when you're kind of growing up. Right. So, they're like kind of re- reaching that resurgence again. But there was just such a plethora of weed options to go to. Yeah. Our kids will never fucking understand like... What do you mean you had to meet up with someone in a back alley and buy a gram for 20 bucks? You know what I mean? It really is such a foreign concept when you think about the days of wit, the days of old of how we went about gathering weed, you know? Like, it had to be all secretive. And, I mean, it is... It's you had to text people. Like, yeah, super cryptic things yeah. and stuff. You never want to say the actual thing you're going after. Yeah, hey, man, do you have a $20 worth of a Christmas tree? Yeah, <laughs> you know? My boy made this whole thing up where he did... Uh, he was selling, and it was like a Gary Payton because he wore number twenty was a dub. Okay, yeah, uh, a Kobe Bryant was an eight. Okay. You know what I mean? All right, there you go. See, <laughs> I need a Kobe Bryant right now on me. Yeah, that's see, that's what you got to get cryptic with it. Now 
It's um. I mean, you can go and get zips. You can get zounces for like sixty bucks now. Yeah, it's right <laughs> fucking insane. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, hey, do you want a sixty dollar ounce that I grew myself? <laughs> you know what I mean, I, mean, I kind of saw like the best thing today where it said the fact that we have weed and heroin on the same drug levels, like having an AK forty seven and a Nerf gun on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so poignant right there. That is it great. It really is. Like the same drug scale. It's all the same, same thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all the yeah. same North thing. North guns, AK-47s. Um, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I find that interesting. We were talking about video games and obviously drugs have some inflation, but they're relatively the same price. Video games, for the most part, have to stay the same. You're right. Yeah. Like You're saying you paid 60 bucks for your Sonic. Sonic 2 yeah. on Sega Genesis and fucking, I don't know, 90... Whenever that came Whenever. out, yeah. <laughs> Before you were all alive, yeah. Back in the old times when, you know, who Sega Genesis, was that, was that your first console you had? Yes, it was. What was yours? PlayStation 2. Wow. Yeah, I took a long time to get mine. Well, one, didn't really have the money. Mom, parents were gonna, weren't going to just buy that for me. Didn't yeah. really quite have that cheddar. And two, they didn't really want me playing all that many video games. So, it was like, I had a friend that had sure. an N64, and when he got it, it was life-changing for both of us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, More yeah. so for him, but whenever I went over, I wanted to go over there and, like... Play games, yeah. yeah. But it kind of sucked because I was awful all the time, because, like, he was far Because he got to play all the time. All the yeah. time, and I was always just the... You know, I was the... Um, I was the chump in the group, you know? I was the one yeah. that was just, like, the easy... You were the mark. I, I was the bantha fodder, you know? I was yeah, the, uh, the yeah. one that was just, like, the easy one. You need to get a kill. Find Derek. You're going to get him yeah, right away, yeah, you know? Yeah, So a lot of bad times on GoldenEye playing against him and, and, and the, my friends because they all had systems, and I, I had to wait until I was in seventh grade to get my PlayStation 2 that I bought myself, so... I gotcha. Yeah, my mom wouldn't let me have the Sega Genesis at my house in the Bay, so I would come up to my grandparents and play it. That's the only way I could play, um... Which, you know, I respected it. That's, you know, I, I get where she's coming from. But, um, yeah, man, it was, uh, it was, it was tough. It was tough out here. Um, so it was much the same. My boy Josh had all the games. He had, uh, you know, a Super Nintendo. Shout out to Yoshi's World or, or Yoshi's Island. See, it's crazy how, like, we're talking about you spent that 60 bucks. That's a lot of money for a game, but you think it gives you endless entertainment. Nowadays, like, I'm even trying to find the games that are 20 bucks. I always try to find the greatest hits ones, you know, just yeah. get those ones, stack upon those for a little yeah. like, I mean, think about it. You're paying 20 bucks for endless hours of entertainment, so it's kind of worth it. But nowadays, you see kids that are just spending money, buku bucks left and right, just to have stupid little things that do absolutely nothing for your game. Like, yeah. the fact that people are willing to pay just to have a different character they can play with on, like, Warzone or Fortnite, whatever game they're playing, is preposterous. Or, like, oh, my gun has a dragon on it. How much was that? Ten bucks. Ten, yeah, for a little bundle that gives you... So you can shoot out of a dragon's mouth? Like, yeah. I mean, I that don't... sounds cool in theory, but, like, does it make your gun better? Does no, it make it me just kill you faster? Badass. No, it just looks badass. Yeah, yeah. that's... Well, that's the world we live in now. It is all about vanity these days. No you know? doubt. No doubt. And I mean, you know, good for these kids. Like, it's, I guess well, it's, it's good for the couple who's taking advantage of these kids. Not no these doubt. Kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah good these point. kids using their parents' credit cards, you know? 100%. I can imagine, yeah, like, there's got to be just those kids that are just racking up crazy Call of Duty bills. And, like, parents got to be wondering, what the hell is this right now? Yeah. Uh, Steph's nephew the other day when we were on uh, Warzone says to me, he's 11, by the way. He says to me, he goes, hey, do you have a credit card? I was like, yeah, don't you even for a second think I'm buying you no shit on here. And he goes, uh, he goes, no, there's just a skin I want really bad. I was like, I yeah. don't care. Yeah. Like, nope. You're not, I'm not giving you my credit card number. The only time I might consider it is if you buy me a gun or some person that makes me 
more bullet resistant or something yeah, like that. And it makes some it a, perk that makes yes, you better at better the game. Better at the game. Not yes. just look not cool just in look the cool game. No. Yeah. yeah. I'm but playing we're a video also game. old and washed That up, is very so. true. And the fact that we are playing with 11-year-old in Warzone speaks volumes right there. So <laughs> I don't know. We might be out of... We're, we're like... We're, we're big fish in a tiny pond right now. Yeah. Actually, we're tiny fish in a but tiny pond. But speaking of, yeah. you trying to hop on and get a dub later? <laughs> Please, yeah. Dude, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been feeling it lately. Get home late after work and sometimes just hop on there. And, yeah. You know, just play with randos. Yeah. Yeah, I get some randoms going. Yeah, every once in a while you find like a good good group of guys that yeah. you just like kind of stick with. When them. you say when you find a good group on Warzone, like you, there's something connected right there. Yeah. It's kind of a beautiful thing. It's like you make these friends for a couple of rounds and it's a beautiful time, and then you never talk. Never talk to them. Like every once in a while you might find like you might friend request them, or yeah, like and yeah. every once in a while like I need to find some people, good people to play with. I know I had a good time with you. I might do yeah. it, but for the most part, you'll never have them again. But yeah. that moment in time, those like eight games it's you maybe magical. played together, it's it's, it's magical. It really yeah, is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So shouts to all those guys that I run into and we have a good time out there and we actually formulate a plan and just come together and for one common goal. It's a beautiful thing when that happens. That's what Warzone does, bringing communities together. Uh, the beginning sounded pretty sketchy. You're like, shout out to all those guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> and gals, too. I can't remember. Yeah. There are some girls I played with, too. That there are some well. girls yeah, that no are doubt. dirty. I mean, What's uh, the gaming, Gamer Grandma? Have oh, I've seen, seen her before. She's a yes, savage, I, dude. dude. Are, it is crazy that I mean, hey, across the entire spectrum, everyone's gaming. So yeah, yeah, that is, and it is a great equalizer. I feel right for the most part. Yeah, like yeah, because you're not like your physical ability, right? Doesn't have much to do hand-eye coordination. Yeah, has, there, there will still be some people, some people who are just innately better at video games than for others. For sure, and, for yeah. sure. One of my homies, Josh, is like that. He could not play a shooter for years. I could be playing all year. He could pick it up, and in two rounds, he's got more kills than I've ever gotten around. He's like. He's just a natural yeah, just, you know yeah but yeah puppy child you know yeah, the thumbsticks right there you know and yeah we're not blessed in that way all right so esports is down <laughs> there we go we got that out the way <laughs> <laughs> that was an important conversation to uh, have. glad we had it um let's talk about the nfl draft that's an important thing that, that is yeah, important i should probably pick it like, up right now it is happening right now i saw what i needed to see which was the third overall pick and thank god we went with trey Trey Lance. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. North Dakota State on the map right now. The I Bison. Mean, right? I was yeah. just, you know, so many people were, so many Niners fans were just mad at the idea of Mac Jones, and I was one of them. And it's nothing against Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones is fine. I just, he's just boring to me. Like, give me upside. I, I think Mac Jones is, is going to be a fine, uh, a fine player in the NFL, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, the fact that the Patriots took him's got to mean something, though, right? Yeah, he'll probably be the best one out of the group. Yeah, right. he's yeah at this Bill point Belichick, in time, yeah, yeah. Belichick saw something. Yeah, yeah he's, he's probably going to be the all. best. He's probably going to be the next Brady. That but. disdain look he had on his practice day was actually just a uh, throwing shade. You know, he was just trying to lead people the other way. But really, Mac Jones is his target the entire time. So yeah, um, they got their new Tom Brady. You know, they did. Yep, yep. They tried to go a little black for a little bit. They're like, hey, we're going to try Cam Newton for the ah, We got to go white again. Okay. Boston yeah. needs their white guy. Okay. So here we go. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. There you go. Um, the you top of the draft was, I mean, besides the Trey Lance pick, was about as predictable as a draft has been in recent memory at least for the first top the top five picks trevor lawrence duh zach wilson duh now san francisco that one was you know came down to really trey lance and mac jones they ended up but we knew it was going to be one or the other 
Then Kyle Pitts goes to Atlanta, Jamar Chase to Cincy, uh, Jalen uh, Waddle to Miami Dolphins. I mean, it, it kind of played out how we thought it would. It gotta, it's got to hurt um, Devontae Smith a little bit that he's the Heisman Trophy wide receiving winner mm-hmm. from Alabama, and he's the second wide receiver from Alabama to go off the board. Yeah. That's got to hurt a little bit, right? There's got to be some, like, you know, I was a Heisman, my dude. But he, he's going to play with the Fury, though, because of it. And, and that's why I think Philadelphia got a nice pick with him. I, you know, someone I like. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm pretty happy with the Panthers pick. And I mean, I, would, I wish they've gone for Patrick Sertan over J.C. Horn, but sure. we still needed help in the secondary and we, something we addressed. So good for them. Yeah, you called that on the radio show this weekend or this Monday. So um, when I saw him go, I was honestly just waiting to see who the Panthers got and the Broncos got. And after that, I wanted to see where Devontae went. And what it was Bears one, did, two, three. Yeah, and then seeing where, uh, the, what the Bears did to get Justin Fields. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. also crazy, too. That was so cool, yeah. I'm pretty sure Justin Fields is the best Bears quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that hasn't played yet, but he's the best, yeah. the best Bears quarterback of all time. Yeah. <laughs> right I, then and there. I saw that uh, some meme about that saying, like, he's the greatest Bears quarterback in franchise history, <laughs> um, which is saying a lot. It really is. Yeah, poor Bears. I mean, I don't want to say poor Bears fan, but poor Bears fan. You haven't had much to hang on to. There's a lot of teams that haven't had much to hang on to for a long time. Them and Jets fans are kind of in that same bucket together. Yeah. But at least, like, they're not the Jets. You can always say that about yeah. Bears fans. At least you're not the Jets. It seems like out of uh, the TBP guys, um, everyone got exactly who they wanted, which is I don't I don't haven't heard him from Brad yet, but I wanted Trey Lance or Justin Fields, got Trey Lance. You wanted a DB, you got JC Horn, Joe Horn's kid. Um, John wanted Patrick Sertan, and he went to the Broncos, and then Jordan wanted Devontae Smith, like I said, and he went to the Eagles. So uh, fun draft for us. It yeah. was. I will say for the Panthers though, when you have a chance to pick someone from a lineage of actual cornerbacks versus you know a lineage of NFL players, I would say go for the lineage of quarterbacks. I don't know. There's something about it. I just felt yeah. like no. Don't, don't get me wrong. Having a NFL pedigree in your family is huge. Yeah. But having NFL pedigree in your family of the position you were actually playing, I think it means more. So that's why I wish they wish they, wish they went with Patrick Sertan. Yeah. Because his dad was beast. a lockdown yeah. corner. Yeah. 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 Uh, wasted a lot of his career where Miami was it? Was it Miami? I think it was. I think it yeah. was. Yeah. Pretty sure that's where he spent most of his. I just remember he was a guy I always liked to try to pick in uh, when I was playing like Madden, and I formulated the like the strongest team possible. Like I would like take over like three teams on a franchise mode and go through the draft. Yeah, and, like, trade myself the best team possible. So he was always a guy I, was, I looked for. So that's how I know Patrick Sertan. Is it? Uh... That's I'm trying to find. Uh, yeah, Dolphins and Chiefs. He was, Dolph- he was drafted by the Dolphins yes. and then played for the Chiefs. That's another place I remember. Yeah, the Chiefs. And that's another place that he kind of wasted away because the Chiefs were not good back then. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the Chiefs, I was almost a Kansas City Chiefs fan for a year. And I told you guys if, if the Niners picked Mac Jones, I wouldn't have done it. I, w- I think I would have stuck with the bit for a little bit. but At the same point in time, that's such an easy bandwagon to go on to. For sure. So like, yeah, why not? Why would, I, it, yeah, why why would, would I pick you... a loser? What, I'm going to pick the Lions? You know, why wouldn't you want to be a Chiefs yeah. fan? Yeah, everybody would want to be a Chiefs fan yeah. right now. So that's an easy one to do. Yeah. I'm staying with the Niners. I can't, it's, I'm way too late in life to honestly be able to switch, you know? And I mean, the Trey Lance is definitely a nice spicy pickup there. You know, yeah, it, it at least it's something to be excited about. Yeah, so it's way more. It's sexier than Mac Jones. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah, way yeah. sexier. I don't think he'll play much this season at all. I think they'll keep Jimmy Garoppolo and hope that uh, he can just learn 
You but know? if Trey Lance can learn to throw the ball with his eyes open, he might just take over that Jimmy G spot. That's a good so point. That's, you know, that's a good point. You know, that's, that's a tough skill to get over, though. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. I wanted to ask, I know you haven't watched a, just a ton of hoops this year, but I know you still do enjoy the hoops. In the NBA, are you excited at all for these uh, playing games? I do like the aspect of trying to shake up the playoffs a little bit. Yeah. Um, but at the same point in time... It, I don't always like when they do this in the playoffs because I always felt there's you have half the league going into the playoffs already. You right. Know? It's a that's a lot. You have to make the playoffs valuable, and yeah. being in those top eight spots is valuable. And to be able to say in the top half of the league gets in the playoffs, that's good enough. I understand trying to add a little flavor and give teams at the bottom a chance, but it's like no, you have your chance in the regular season. Get yeah. it done there. So to me. I get why you maybe do it in like the college games as much as I dislike those playing games. There's still a kind of an unequal playing field because certain teams, you can't judge them all. But here in the right. NBA, we're all in the same playing. You're all our pros. You all face each other. If you can't get it done within the allotted games of the season, too bad. Agreed. Yeah. So I, under, it I feel, might be I feel fun, where but, you're coming yeah. from. I, I do think that uh, the I, I, with a shortened season and with COVID and all the injuries, I think this year it really makes sense. You know? That is true. I guess I didn't take that, the fact that they're only playing, what, 10 games less? Yeah. So then those 10 games, you do you might miss some legitimate great action that right. would happen between those bottom four teams or whatever. That are, the two teams are trying to fight all the way into the playoffs or whatever from the 7, 8, 9, and 10 player, which is involved in those playing games. Right. And I do think for those you know, 8, 9, 10, 9 and 10 specifically, you know, they're, you're not shutting players down for – the last, you know, 10, 12 games of the season. You know what I mean? Like, Washington's not shutting down Russ Westbrook and uh, Bradley Bill. And I like that. And I think that's less tanking is better, right? No doubt, 100%, because tanking is just the stupidest thing ever, the fact that we reward these losers. And, I mean, once again, we are having a fantastic run of Russell Westbrook, who's once again on his way to average a triple-double for a season. It's insane. It's insane. For some reason... People still throw dirt all over They really do. It just hurts me. Like, me personally... Stop doing to that the guy. The dude is doing a fantastic job of doing everything. He really is. Yeah. And, like, it... We haven't seen that since... Magic or Oscar days, yeah. and it's ridiculous to think that he's just doing it. He's done it. What this is gonna be a third, third year, time, third yeah. time doing it, not in yeah. a row, but at least third time doing it yeah. in his career. It's nuts, it's and we don't, we don't put enough respect on that. Yeah, and everyone tries to explain it away, or they hit him with, well, you know, he shoots twenty something percent from three. It's like he averages a triple double. Yes, does he take some bad shots? Absolutely. Is you know, like there there are some downsides to his game, but to everyone's game, I don't understand why we can't just be like, this is awesome and this is fun to watch. That's another reason why I kind of hate Steph is the way he's pretty much taken away players that are like Russell Westbrook, who's not a great shooter. It's like, oh, he's not a great great basketball player because he's not a great shooter. He's great at every fucking thing else. He's within the yeah. arc. He's great at. It. He's able to get easy buckets when you need him to, and he does spectacular things around the rim. Yeah, and he's doing everything for his team that he needs to. So yeah. to think that like shooting, he doesn't have a great shot behind the three automatically makes you just valuable. Just kind of sucks a little bit. Like that's how we have to judge players these days. Yeah, and look, he's not the most uh, Westbrook. I'm talking isn't the most efficient player. And we understand that, but he's still he. He, he's a baller and like he's exciting to watch he is exciting to watch so in fact steph curry who you just mentioned said that his hardest uh the, the toughest competition the toughest matchup is westbrook and he said he just doesn't stop 
I can see that motor in him. You yeah. all see that. Because, like I said, he is taking those crazy shots because he just doesn't stop. He's like, I got to do something. I got to yeah. do something, you know? Yeah, he's always putting pressure on the D and we're like, oh, the media's like, hey, well, he's not efficient. Oh, he shoots this percentage. It's like, bro, that boy it's, balls. Like, he does. And just let him ball. Let and it. It's hard to shoot threes, okay? It's yeah. not like it's... And we just look at it like, oh, look at... Steph made it look so easy. And props to Steph for how mm. easy he's made it and pretty much how he's forced everyone else to become efficient at it. Yeah. But you can't expect that from everybody. And Russ, is, Russ has everything else going for him. Well, and we were talking about this the other day. Like, it's... I find it so annoying that people are like, well, Steph just made everyone believe that they could hoop. It's like... Steph, like the the little man, you know, if if you could shoot, you, there's a spot for you. Steph's not little; he's six fucking four. Yeah. He's fucking tall. He's just little compared to the average height, which I believe is six eight or six nine in the NBA. But Steph ain't little. No. And he also comes from an NBA pedigree. His dad was an NBA player. He's had access to things that y'all don't. If you're five five out there and you think you're gonna make it to the league. You're most likely not going to. No matter how high, no matter how tall you are, you're most likely not going to. That's yeah. But that if you're five, 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 yeah, you're for sure. And you're not, not Muggsy yeah. Bogues or Earl Boykins. You're not making it into the league, and you should play football or soccer. You know what I mean? Soccer, I would say. You're good. Small size works in there. Yeah, but I, yeah, it. But at the same point in time, we have created a society where I think like everyone's trying to become a sports athlete. It's like. Yeah. There, it's, yeah, everyone wants to, but it's there's gonna be a serious bottleneck effect that's gonna be happening. Yeah, you should be just an influencer instead. Yeah, you that's know? way easier to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. open to everybody. <laughs> apparently, so, uh, everyone's doing it too. So right, yeah. right. Uh, just pretty to, much everything I do without working. That's what we're all trying to find. Mm, you know. Yeah. Uh, just to circle back real quick on the playing games for those of you not familiar with the format, basically how it works is it is double elimination for the seven eight and single elimination for the nine ten. So uh, as it currently stands in the East, Chicago or I'm sorry, Miami who's seven and Charlotte who is eight would play in the play-in game. The loser would play the winner of Indiana Washington, and then obviously the winner of those two matchups, right? would advance yes so miami essentially secures uh a spot in the playoffs by beating charlotte uh and then yeah well anyway uh and then your matchup in the west would be portland memphis at the 7-8 and san antonio golden state at the 9-10 so there you have it people portland memphis was awesome in the playing game last year so that should be fun that is true yeah. and it is Two fun squads. I mean, you can't deny John ja Morant and that Memphis team. Actually, I mean, how good they've become. And John ja Morant yeah. is the most audacious NBA player I've seen in a long time. Some of the shit he pulls is just it, like the fact that you even would think of that. Like when he threw it off the backboard and tried to dunk it for a game winner the other night. Like that's insane. You know, and just like some of the shit he pulls off is is so much fun to watch. And like I said, I, watching him, the, the word that comes to mind is just the audacity, you know? Jaw knows. <laughs> Jaw bless. Uh, you got to have stuff like that in Memphis for him, right? They have to. Right? They have Come to. On. That's uh, just a good name to work with. It really is. Um, I did want to get your opinion on this. So uh, the during the Summer Olympics that are going to be held this summer still in Tokyo, um. They added a new rule that uh, no one can make any form of protest 
uh, or any sort of demonstration um, during the Olympics. No, no participant can. And there's penalties and all these things. They could strip you from your medal, medals and all these things too. And I wanted to just kind of ask you how you felt about that because my, well, yeah, you, you hear that rule and your initial thought is what? I mean, it's not, it's, I guess I could say it's foreseeable. It's something I could, uh, just of the year that has transpired over 2020 as a whole, the fact that this whole thing has been delayed, the, just the, the colander that we're all boiling in right now is just ripe for the picking. And I feel like they're just trying to avoid any type of, I don't want it, cause no matter what, they're always going to be uh, ways segments off. There's going to be side shows, no matter what, there's mm-hmm. always going to be that. And I think they're, I can see they're just trying to say, Hey, we're just trying to have a moment where no matter what you are coming from, where you're believing in, we're just here for the pure athlete, mm-hmm. pure moment of just pure athleticism, which you're just not getting anymore any place. Cause everywhere you look, no matter where you, what, what you're watching, what you're participating in, you're being plastered with it from left and right, you know? Um, from whether it's like the oh vax up to the you know the Black Lives Matters to whatever it is, there's always uh, something that is going to be painted on that picture. I think that they're just trying to say, hey, for once, we want to create a place where no matter what's happening, we can just focus on the pure human achievements of what is happening at the Olympic Games. Yeah, you know, and I I understand that angle, but also I this is why I think it's hustling backwards. Whenever you prohibit um, protest, you empower it. And so I think what ultimately they're doing is, um, is creating martyrs because now there's real stakes. We, they have said you are not allowed to do this. And now there will be stakes attached to doing something. You know, this going into it, it makes it on some level, at least it will be perceived as being more brave, right? Like why Kaepernick, when Kaepernick took a knee, Part of the reason it was it ended up becoming such a heroic he he became viewed as a hero to many because of the stakes attached. He lost his job for it, right? He lost his livelihood. Now you know he did settle uh, for an undisclosed amount and got a Nike contract since then. But at the end of the day, he can't compete, and that's what he did for a living, right? He can't compete in the NFL anymore, and. Um, so the point being why I think it's hustling backwards is because you're just simply empowering anyone who now does it. Whereas I think had you not put in this role, yeah, people might kneel during the anthem. Um, people might, you know, hold up a fist in solidarity or, you know, hold a sign or whatever. But I honestly think it would mostly, it, it might be a little blip on the radar, but I think a lot of that, it's become so normalized that it wouldn't be that massive of a deal, right? Like, I feel like players in the NBA were protesting and still are and taking knees and, you know, all throughout all these different sports are doing some form of their own protest. And I just think it's become, we've become numb to it. That's true. I will. Yeah, that's you know a great uh, way of looking at it in terms of you are. It's like when you essentially put a blip over when you try to highlight the or blur out the image of the finger. All you're right. doing is highlighting that. You're finger just more drawing more attention to, to, to that finger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, but at the same point in time, I think there is still going to be a large portion of not just of the audience across the world that is 
wants to make martyrs of them in a certain degree. You know, yeah. like they want to. Uh, they find that empowering to them by saying, by condemning that. If they, by saying, so they feel like I maybe placating to the wrong audience there by doing it, obviously. Yeah. Be, you know, it, it's, it, again, like I said, it's highlighting something I feel that it shouldn't be highlighting that specifically, you know? It's yeah. a way to do it. There's, I, you know, I feel like there, were there other, other ways to do it? No, I really like you either say you have to do it all or just paint this broad strokes right now saying nothing can be done. Right. And again, I can see where they're trying to come from. I thought you had a a good point by saying, you know, people are getting to a point where they just want their sports and they don't necessarily want messages in their sports, which, you know, I could see both sides of the coin on that. But I do believe that uh, the Olympic Committee is doing a bit of hustling backwards by instituting these rules because now if someone is to knee... In, in protest, it's going to be a much bigger deal because there's stakes attached. And just like when Cap took a knee and then, you know, uh, subsequently lost his job, uh, other players started doing it. And the whole thing kind of cooled. And, you know, it just wasn't, it became, we be- started to become numb to it. You know, I think once we saw Jerry Jones kneeling right before the pl- flag was presented, like, we we're like, okay, we've come, we've gone too far now. We got it. Like, we got it. It's yeah, over. It was just, it was just like, patronizing at that point. It was. In time. It and, was, yes. And I, at this point in time, I just, you know, it is a thing that it's like, yo, why can't we just celebrate the, the action of being at the Olympics right now? Because the fact that they're yeah. being able to pull this off is kind of spectacular. Yeah, you know, I mean, they've had Agreed. to delay this for a full Agreed. year. Yeah. And you might say, oh, well, these athletes have things they need to say, and we shouldn't quiet them. Well, no one's trying to quiet them. They still have platforms galore to which they yep. can talk their, yep. their things. But here at the Olympics, like, we just want to have the sport. You know, yeah. we just want to have to celebrate the human achievements of, of this what you guys are putting forward. And I hope that athletes will take that note and say, you know what? I'm not going to make this about me. I'm not going to make it about my what I believe is, no matter what your beliefs. You might think my beliefs are the most important beliefs out there, and you need to believe what I believe. Mm. You can't be that. That's still a selfish way to believe. And you have yeah. to say, hey, this is an overarching situation. We're in the Olympics right now. We have a moment in time where, hey, maybe as a world, we can maybe just have a moment of clarity, a moment of a peace, a moment which is never going to happen, but at least a moment where we can at least join hands for and just say, hey, we're here to see these guys dive off of diving boards. We're seeing yeah. these guys to swim as fast as they possibly can. We're here to see these guys break world Olympic records on left and right and, and take joy in that. And, yeah. Um, See, let's. That's what I hope for, at least. You sure. Know, and but I mean, America, though. I mean, that our history has been. We have been the leaders of, you know, uh, making political statements during the Olympics, whether it was Jesse Owens. No or, doubt. But like at that point in time, you'd have to realize those were the only places you could make statements. That's right now, fair. You know, everyone well, nowadays, has Twitter fingers. Yeah, everyone's now. got it. Yeah, Every, that's you know, fair. So to say, this is the only place you can make it. It's just no, no. Now you're just making it about yourself, and I feel like that you're trying to make yourself that martyr by saying, no, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make my own path right now by becoming the martyr and, and yeah. paving my way. It's like, no, no, you're so just make it about the games right now. How yeah. about the games instead of, instead of your ideology? Yeah. But now by, like I said, yeah, it's going to happen though. It's yeah. going to happen. And now that it's going to be a big deal and the Olympics, the Olympic committee made it a big deal. I, I think they could have tried to accomplish this in just different ways. Um, but I mean, it's, it's done now, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm 30 days free of booze. Oh yeah, jumping off the wagon tomorrow though, sir. <laughs> Choo-choo. Well, that is—is is that the end of the month? Tomorrow's the 30th. I said I'd do 30 days. I didn't drink the night before. Uh, okay, so you're just doing a legit 30 days. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's an impressive. I mean, I, I mean, could still say I didn't. 
I didn't drink in April during the day. <laughs> hey, when the sun goes down, yeah, you know, we're, we're like Jewish people over here. You know, once the sun goes down, the day is over. Okay, I don't know if that's how they believe or not. I'm pretty sure I just. Uh, <clears throat> It's more a broad like, stroke. No, it's more like Ramadan that's, for me. Yeah. When the sun goes down, my shit's getting jumping. That's you know what, what I mean. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure Jews have the same thing on uh, Yom Kippur. When the sun goes down, they can, they can end their eat. fast. Yeah, yes. they, they, yeah, okay, that's right. There we go. Getting all religious in here this podcast. Yeah. yeah. You you Ramadan and Jewish holidays together. Look at us. <laughs> my goodness. Hey, we bring, we bring the people together. <laughs> Bridging you know? gaps right now between <laughs> cultures and people. Uh, speaking of the people, let's let's uh, answer some of these listener questions. All right. Uh, Des31 asked, what is, well, he just says, favorite drunk food? Um, I think this, for me, is easy, so you why don't you go? Uh, well, I mean, if it's easy, you okay. should go for it then. Pepperoni yeah. pizza, pepperoni, or just okay. pizza. pizza in general. But, but it has to be pepperoni or cheese, as far as like being hammered, because combination or meat lovers, it's just going to spill everywhere. Pepperoni, I don't. Uh, all I need is one of those greasy little paper napkins underneath it, and I can walk around and smash that. Like I'm good. That's a solid choice right there. For me, uh, give me any type of fry, potato in particular, tots or okay, fries, yeah. solid. But chicken strips for me, man. Oh, well, I love me some chicken strips yeah. and ranch right there. That's yeah. a, that's a great. That's a dangerous that's, that's game, like, though. That's a dangerous game when you're drunk. Dipping the chip in the chicken strips, getting ranch all over the place, a little barbecue. I mean, are you not having ranch with your pizza? Are you a barbarian right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about being hammered. Like someone, I'm talking about more. more I'm from, drunk. I don't care if I get ranch all over the place. If it doesn't get all over the place, it doesn't belong in your face. <laughs> yeah, okay, right, so that enough. stuff should get all over the place because that ranch wanted all over the place. All right, we should put it on the poll tonight. What's a better junk food? Pizza or, or chicken strips? Yeah, with ranch. With ranch. Yeah, of course. Naturally. I mean, maybe some honey mustard on the side, too, to spice things up. Oh. Yeah. Now like we're, co- now we're okay. cooking here. Yeah. Now we're cooking yeah. with gasoline. Uh, Adam asked, if you have to can- if you had to cancel one sporting event forever, which sporting event would it be? The Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I would say women's basketball, so I wouldn't have to hear y'all bitch about not getting paid. <laughs> women's sports in general, no. <laughs> No, just no, women's bad. No, yeah. I'm, joking, I'm joking there are, about that. There are, uh, there are entertaining women's sports out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've yet to find them, but they're out there. Volleyball is awesome. <laughs> there, I, I like watching sports, women's yeah. soccer, too. I should, I'm should. i joking, of course. I do. I, obviously, the Women's World Cup, fantastic. I watch women's track and field, too, and That's gymnastics. I will, yeah, track and field across anybody, I'm yeah. there for it. Yeah. Because, I mean, watching people long jump, triple jump, mm-hmm. insane. And just watching people with that incredible speed. Because all those ladies are faster than me, 100%. Yeah. All right, I'll, I like watching women run and be like, oh, she would dust me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, you're dusting everybody out there. Yeah, I know? was actually watching Candace Parker shoot hoops, like, um, the other night on, you know, Inside NBA or the other the, the other one they have now uh, with Dwayne Wade and Shaq and Adam Lefko. And she was just, like, in hills, just taking threes and just... Liquid. Money, 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 money. Like I was like, oh yeah, Candace Parker would still give me the business. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one thing. As much I as we he, might talk shit about the WNBA, they would all still ball me up 100 yeah. percent seven days a week, twice on yeah, Sunday. And I was know? a good hooper back in my day, but even at my the peak of my powers, like I don't think I could have beat her one on one. She's also got like damn near a foot on me. Or no, I think she's like six three, six four. Now, what the I do have, I'm at my peak of my game. There are some professional women uh, runners that I could actually beat. 
Like, yeah, like the best yeah. four hundred times out there. I had a better four hundred times. I think like there. there's yeah. at the peak of my at powers. My, peak of my life. Yes. Yeah, the peak of my powers. I think there's some WNBA players that I could have gave the business to, but uh, Candace Parker is not not one, one of them. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she no, would have yeah, ruined yeah. me. Now uh, all the guys would have given me the business left and right. All the time, man. Like, yeah. You can't stop saying can't, gay well, stuff tonight. I, I, wow, well, I am just <laughs> which is fine. It I right mean, now. we are okay. progressive around here. That's why it was a joke about canceling women's sports. Okay, I would absolutely keep women's sports. If I could eliminate anything, it would be one sporting event. It would probably be NFL preseason. That's a good one. Right? Like, let's yeah. just do scrimmage. It's just bullshit. Y'all are gonna charge us the same as regular season ticket prices. And no one's even starting, and they're already moving towards that. They cut two games out or a game out or something to add a, a 17th game for players' safety. Uh, okay, here's another good one to cancel out. The first four in the NCAA tournament. Get rid of that. Get rid of that. You know what? I've switched yeah, my answer, yeah, and I'm on, I'm on yeah. your team with this. Get four. rid of the playing game to the tourney. Yeah. There's 64 teams in the tournament, not 68. I nope. don't give a fuck what you say. Yes, would that have eliminated UCLA's run? Yeah, and you know what? I'm fine with that. They should have been in there for the first yeah. place, you know? Yeah. But um, Do better in yeah. your conference tournament or during your season. It's 64. If you want to change it, it has to be 69. Other than that, yeah, don't bother, don't bother yeah. knocking. Yeah, okay? yeah, exactly. 69, one person gets a buy. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, all right, let's do some bad life advice real quick. It's been a while. Uh, this comes from the name's DK. Uh, DK says, I moved to Arizona just outside Scottsdale just over two years ago. The people are nice. The girls are attractive. No shit. The girls out there are insane. Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona is the only one of few places, Miami, another one, where uh, girls who might be considered a nine um, there are pissed because everyone's a 10. There's a bunch of hotties out there. So shouts to you, sir. Uh, he says, the girls, I, I don't think I need to go in that much detail anyway. The oh, girls so you, are attractive. You, you, you've done enough there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you get it. Attractive women there. The girls are attractive, but it's hotter than hell during the summers here. I really don't want to do another summer here. I work remotely so I can live anywhere, and my lease is coming up at the beginning of June. I'm considering a big move, but I am not sure where to go. If you had to choose between L.A., Denver, Miami, and Austin, which would you choose? I enjoy, I think I took that out, but he says, uh, I enjoy the outdoors, but I also really enjoy golf, which is also in the outdoors, food and booze. Uh, so I, his question is, of those four, three, four cities where he, he should move? L.A., Denver, Miami, or Austin? Mm -hmm. uh, those are all solid spots right there. Um, don't go to L.A., though. That's, yeah. a, that's a cesspool and, and there's sucks. enough people yeah, and you enough. like the outdoors yeah, yeah. and outdoors there is smoggy and Derek could tell you about it because he's from there I uh, mean you have access to beaches and whatnot which is nice so if you want that go to Miami then yeah you said you you like the outdoors like now what type of outdoors do you enjoy do you like hunting and fishing because I would say go to Denver do you I mean you could do like fishing there's probably got some great great golf courses in Denver too yeah. I gotta imagine there's some but it also snows there yeah. so if you enjoy golf I imagine you're not golfing during the snow so I mean this is actually a really tough question for me to answer right now yeah, these are all great four, cities yeah but they each have a very big downside to them yeah, you know? like there's always like and LA. you said you don't you want to escape Arizona because the heat. I lived in Austin for two years. It's hot as fuck, bro. <laughs> I mean, LA's got nice weather. Don't get me wrong. So does Miami yeah. and Denver, but Denver it snows like it crazy. Snow. I don't want to yeah. live in the snow ever yeah. in my life. I like visiting the snow, not right. living I'm in it. I'm with you. It also will snow occasionally, but it's like for a day or so. Miami also looks like it just has a craziness to it that I would get very tired of at some point. You know? 
Yeah, Miami's pretty live all yes. the time. And um, also, what type of money are you working with? Because that would be probably my biggest uh, indication of where to go. Because <clears throat> it sound, if you have the capabilities to move to any of these cities, I'm guessing you have a little bit of cheddar. Um, but if you want to save your money, go to Denver. Austin is pretty inexpensive, but it's climbing. Miami is all rich folks especially if you're in South Beach. It's all fucking rich people uh, or people spending every last dollar to appear as if they are rich. So there is that element. It's basically kind of, it's kind of like uh, the Hollywood of the East in that sense. A lot of, a lot of transplants. Um, and with this pandemic, there's a lot of people moving there, but which might be good for you, right? Because that is true. Meet Touché, new folks. Yeah. So uh, I will say though, I think Denver is a place that as much as I say, I don't want to live in the snow. That might be one of the places I might choose, just because the, Denver is a really cool city. Denver is cool, yeah. Their downtown area is super fun. Yeah. And it's, well, I mean, all these places, except except Austin, all the other the three places allow weed. Wait, do they? Florida doesn't. Florida's not legalized. Yeah. Never mind. We're just on Denver yeah, okay, and LA. Okay, so yeah. Never doing, mind. We're down to Denver and LA right yeah. now. Wow. So Denver, I think. Might I will go be, Denver. Yeah, I think yeah. Denver would be a good spot. Uh, as as I hate the snow. I think I might just learn yeah, to adapt. Did, you if know? you enjoy weed, Denver's the spot. LA is cool, like, it, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like moving to LA, unless you have, do you have people in any of these places? Because that would that's make another big, thing too. Yeah, yeah, if you got some homies there that could kind of show you the lay of the land, I would go there. Also, um, if you're working remotely, one thing you may want to consider: throw your shit in storage if you got the money to do this. And go check all these places out and get an Airbnb for a month in each one of these cities and then make a decision. You got to have some cheddar to do that. But this guy. I mean, it's not it's really not that expensive. You can there's deals that you could work out where you could choose cities and you could pay like three months rent and then you could go to these various different spots. There's ways to do it. You know, um, I don't again, I don't know your cash flow situation but if you got a little money to burn i would try and check them all out have you checked them all out that's another question i have you know like yeah don't go flying there blind well maybe you maybe find the dice yeah, you know, man, you know what? gambling yeah it's a fun thing and you say you work remotely so like you know and if you do move you can always do that too rent a place for a month at, on airbnb you get there and be like oh fuck this place sucks i'm gonna move back to wherever you're from at the same point in time why are you leaving yourself limiting yourself to just la denver miami and austin i feel like yeah. you know there's got to be other options out there yeah i'm curious why you came up with this list yo the name's dk hit us back and uh, give us some more info because i would love to kind of figure out how you whittled it down to those four cities. Uh, it seems pretty random. I mean, for the most part, I feel like they cover the whole spectrum of like the cities you'd want to go, like big cities in America, right? Chicago's not in there. Nor uh, New York, but like I feel like you kind of still have those vibes within... Not really, actually, take it back. There's no, no really other cities like that. No, all these cities are, are so fucking unique. You know what I mean? That's like, true, yeah. The, all, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's kind of... And the, he's going across the map from L.A. to Miami. You know what I mean? And so it sounds like he wants to stay kind of further south. He doesn't want to go up north. You should go to Sioux Falls, Iowa, man. That's there you go. To. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That sounds like the nice, quiet town that everyone wants. Or to Little in. Rock, Arkansas. You like the outdoors? There you go. Boom. You don't even have to deal with the interstate because you know what? They ain't got one. They don't have an interstate in Little Rock? They don't have one. No. It's the only, I think it's the U, only U.S. capital that does not I'm have I was saying, Little Rock's got, is that the, I wonder if that's the biggest city in Arkansas. I can't even name another city in Arkansas to say. To begin with. I can't either. Yeah, no. I want to actually look up what are our... Arkansas cities right now. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I did, mm, let's look this up. Uh, all right, Little Rock, Hot Springs. Okay, I've heard uh, of Hot Springs. Yeah, Hot Springs. Okay, I've Hot heard Springs. of Fayetteville. Isn't that where um, the University of Arkansas is? I think so. Yeah. All right, Bentonville, Fort Smith. After that, I've never. Okay, heard of yeah, yeah, yeah. Rod, no. Okay. So all right. Well, still Hot Springs. Actually, Hot Springs sounds like a fun place to live. Yeah, I wonder if they they must have hot springs. I wonder if I type in weirdest city name, what will pop up? Weirdest city name, like, yeah. ever? Yeah. All right, I'm curious. Weirdest cities, oh, that's just, oh, I got you. Weirdest city. This must be real this interesting is, yeah, for our is, audience. They're loving this stuff right now. Let's see, give and, us the... All right, Embarrass, Minnesota. <laughs> Duckwater, Nevada. Accident, Maryland. <laughs> Huptuplets, Washington. Nameless, Tennessee. Ha, here we go. Hot coffee, Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I want to go right now. Hot coffee, Mississippi. Um, and then Dead Horse, Alaska. Okay. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Actually. And I think we've all heard of it. If you ever go out to uh, Vegas from the LA trip, you know the ZZYZX California. Have you ever? You no, know, I don't know that. No. Oh, oh yeah, it's just like weird little place. Um, as you're driving, I think it's on the 15. Is that yeah? Take the 15 to, to Vegas. What's that all about? Uh, it's just this weird little place, man. It's got nothing. Um, Why would they name it that? I'm so confused. That is a great hell, Michigan. Wow. Where are you living in hell? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. That is funny. Rough and Ready, California. I did know that was a, actually a city. You know about Rough and yeah, Ready? Yeah. That's a pretty cool place right there. Isn't Rough and Ready on the way out to, um, isn't it off the team? It's, it's a former gold rush town. Yeah. Found in 1849. Rough and Ready, California. Let's, let's It was named right. after General Hickory Zachary Taylor, well, whose nickname was Old Ironside, but no, I'm sorry, whose nickname was Old Rough and Ready. No, yeah, it's out by Grass Valley. Okay, that's fun. That's what I call my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Good old rough and ready. Oh, all right. I think we bored the audience enough. Let's. Do you have a story for? I do. Yes, up, I do have a good one. I all have right. A solid so, story, right? Ladies now. and gentlemen, we mentioned earlier in the program that we live in California, and in California, we have the recreational right to smoke marijuana. So if you got it, pack it up, roll it up, light it up, smoke it up as we roll one up. I've got a doozy for one, y'all. This is this is a this is a fantastic story because it it's got it's got all the makings of just the perfect story that I love. Uh, stupidity, getting caught, and just not getting exactly what you want. So Rudy Batten out of England. He was in a little rough spot, so he decided to rob a McDonald's. Now, when robbing said McDonald's, he said he had a gun in his pocket, demanded all the money in the cash register, and wanted chicken nuggets. Because, you know, with every robber, you got to have some chicken nuggets, you know? If I'm robbing McDonald's, I might as well get some chicken nuggets while I'm at it, you know? That's... got to do it. Yeah, obviously. Fortunately, for Mr. Banton, he went in a little too early to that McDonald's to get those chicken nuggets, because you all know... You come there at 10.30, you're on breakfast time. Yep. 10.31, it's lunch time. Yep. Yep. Big Daddy knows that, okay? 
And he came in so he came in there a little too early and said, Oh, can't do we have no chicken nuggets, we can't give you any. The store is not making any chicken nuggets. So he had to make out with a couple breakfast items instead. Did he get himself a McGriddle? Please tell me he got a McGriddle. Uh they don't have I don't think they have McGriddles over there in England. Mm. It doesn't say he got a McMuffin. He got a double sausage McMuffin. Uh. So I don't think they have McGriddles over there because I think they believe in actually like watching what they put into their bodies over there. And the McGriddle oh, is, right. yeah. is like yeah, beyond good. a thousand and a half cal- calories out there. Delicious though. Like so the best thing good. Yeah. Oh my God. Fantastic. Uh, I've seen people make their own and I think I'm going to have to do that one time. Oh. Like they make their own McGriddles and it's like, oh, it looks doable. Fuck. It looks doable. I got a mason jar lid and I think that's all you need. Oh man. I'm going to have to hop on that. So either way, Mr. Bannon stole around $600 from that restaurant. And a double sausage McMuffin as well, which when you're looking for McNuggets and you get a McMuffin, you know, when you're looking for McNuggets and you get a McMuffin, it's just not the same thing, you know? Sausage McGriddle, only 430 calories. I will say it's a lot worse when you're looking for McMuffin and you get some nuggets. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) That sweet, sweet McMuffin. <laughs> uh, and you find a growler. Good <laughs> <laughs> uh, old rough and ready with that growler, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but unfortunately for Mr. Batten, like I said, England, they have CCTVs all over the place. So you can't get away with, get away with much over there. Are you dying? Yeah. <laughs> a little rough and ready, man. Uh, so, moral of the story, if you want to get your McNuggets, go after, your, go to your lunch time, you know? Yeah. After 10.30, y'all. Million McDonald's breakfast times. I sure do. Yeah. Also, if you get some nuggets or even worse, a growler, always appreciate the McMuffins. Yes. <laughs> McMuffins are always your safety net, man. No matter what, you can never go wrong with a nice McMuffin. Yeah, you really can't. Uh, yeah, it looks like McGriddles are fairly easy, you know, fairly doable. I might have to uh, fuck around and uh, try this. Because it is a fantastic invention. Shouts it really to, is. Shouts to McDonald's. And putting it. syrup in the actual pancake, like, come on, Brilliant. man. Brilliant. And just the textures, like, it's it's perfect. It's perfect, yeah. yeah. You yeah. just know, like, it's just finely processed food that, like, is not good for you, but tastes goddamn delicious. Yeah, this girl, uh, I guess a couple weeks ago, was saying to me, she's like, you still eat fast food? I was like, rarely, but yeah. And she's like, do you know how processed and disgusting it is? And I was like, who fucking hurt you? We all know that. And she you know? was like, yeah, my, my parents wouldn't let me eat fast food growing up. I was like, oh, so you had a shitty childhood. That sucks. I had birthdays at McDonald's, bitch. Okay. Yeah, thank I'm just you. saying. All right. We celebrated. We still got candle in that hamburger. You listen, sorry, I'll go get a fucking 10 piece nuggets, large fries and a fucking Sprite right now. Right. Better have some sweet and sour and barbecue sauce on the side. Otherwise, we're going to have some problems. I go barbecue, but... You don't go sweet and sour? I, I like both. I was yeah. Sweet and sour is my favorite one. That's like probably one of sweet my favorite Sweet and sour is my like. favorite growing up, but then I just switched. I recently converted back to barbecue sauce. I mean, their barbecue sauce is fantastic. Yeah, no their doubt. Sprite, like, though, um, best Sprite in the world. 100%. 100%. I don't, what do they do different? I don't get it. I don't know. That's a good question. We should ask them. 
Like, how do you make your Sprite so crispy? You know, it's like that. Perfect, like, maybe it's their their soda water they're using. But it's not just a Sprite, though. Nothing else yeah, tastes that crisp. So but I feel a Sprite always tastes better when it's got more bubbles in there. Yeah, it really does. You know, the more bubbles, the better. Yeah, well. If it's like when... Is that your All the time, impression? yes. That's okay. my Sprite impression. Cool. All right, right. this show has officially gone off the rails, so if you've made it this far, uh, congratulations, and we thank you. We hope you did, because this is the best part of the show right here. (laughs) (laughs) You dragged on for the first part, then we got really good at the end. Oh, yeah. We finished with the flurry. All right, it's been real, y'all. my sex life right there. (laughs) Game over, man.